Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I'm so glad you've chosen to join me today in my special reading place. To come into my cozy magic story corner, you will need two things. Ears ready to listen carefully and your imagination so that you'll be able to visualize the story as I read it to you. Today, the story that I would like to share is one I wrote myself. The introduction to my book will explain why I wrote this story. Listen now, with your mind's eye open to see. This is the story of Onionetta, or Why Onions Always Make Me Cry, by Blanche Pope Tosh. Introduction I remember when my mother first thought I was old enough to help her in the kitchen. She was making spaghetti sauce, and I was to be allowed to chop the onion. Now, this was really a big deal that she thought me responsible enough to use a sharp knife carefully. So, I was feeling very grown up and very excited indeed. I followed mother's instructions carefully, removing the outer skin placing the onion on the cutting board, and carefully preparing for the first cut. But when I made that first cut, a strange thing happened. I felt tears in my eyes, and before I knew it, I began to cry for no apparent reason. I wasn't sad. I was happy to be given this chance to do a grown-up thing. They weren't tears of joy, as my mother had sometimes explained that she felt. Well, when my mother saw me crying, she smiled and explained that what had just happened to me happened to many people when they cut into onions. They would begin to cry. Naturally, I wanted to know why, but no answer was forthcoming at that time. I continued to wonder why people cried when they sliced into onions. Of course, my childlike imagination wanted an interesting story, like one of Aesop's fables or some other legend. However, as the years went by, I did hear that there's some scientific reason for this reaction, but that was not nearly as much fun as a real story. And so, I decided I would have to make one up myself. The following story of Onionetta or Why Onions Always Make Me Cry, is from my imagination, and also from a firm belief that God has a specific purpose for everything and everyone in His creation. I would like to share that story with you now. Very, very long ago, in the very beginning of time, all of the plants and trees and flowers were brand new and eagerly awaiting the rest of God's wondrous creation. The Lord God moved among the growing things in His glorious garden, the garden that was preparing for His greatest creation, the man who would tend the garden and name and care for all that God would create. God told each of the growing things that they would all have a specific purpose, for each had been created with its own unique beauty to glorify God and to fulfill the intended plan of their Creator. He would create some things for the sheer delight of the man and woman He would make, 
because he would love them so much that he would want them to have beauty for the joy of using the eyes that he would give them. Some plants and flowers would have wondrous fragrances for another of man's gifts, smell. Some would have soothing qualities for the pleasure of touch. Others would be food for all the creatures on God's earth. There would be trees to provide homes for creatures yet to come and shade for resting. Then he told the plants, the trees, and the flowers that their special differences were for specific reasons in his total plan for creation. There would be four seasons, which would give each of them a time to be seen in its fullest glory. The changing of each season would serve to show man that his God is one of planning and order. One tree would be chosen to be the tree of life, and another to be the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." and on and on and on, until God the Father had explained to all the growing things exactly what his plan was for each of them. And so it came to pass that God completed his creation, filling the seas with living creatures, the sky with birds to fly above, and animals of every kind. And finally, a man and a woman to rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, every living creature, and all of the creatures, and each of the growing things, praised God, eagerly longing to fulfill the purpose for which they had been created, all except for one of God's creations, a flower that had been given not just one purpose to fulfill, but had been blessed with many gifts. Her name was Onionetta. Onionetta was beautiful to look upon. She was fragrant to smell, produced glorious flowers and delicious fruit in abundance, and she had been given a very special place to grow, near the only tree that God had created from which neither the man nor the woman were to eat. In spite of all the many gifts that Onionetta had been given, making her very special indeed, she was envious of the tree that God had planted in the very middle of the garden called Eden, a tree that was too special, it seemed, to share its fruit with the man or the woman. And so Onionetta decided that she would not share her fruit either or let the man or the woman enjoy her fragrant smell. She even tucked her glorious flowers away so that they could not be seen. Then one day the man, who was called Adam, and the woman, who was called Eve, came strolling hand in hand to the center of the garden. Onionetta heard the woman say, "'I'm hungry. Surely there's something nearby to eat.' I know that the Father has told us not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So surely there's something nearby to keep me from longing to eat the forbidden fruit. Eve looked at Onionetta, but instead of offering her fruit to Eve, she covered it with her leaves so that she could not be seen. And so, on that sad day... 
Onionetto saw Adam and Eve as they disobeyed the Father God's instructions by eating the forbidden fruit. When Onionetta realized what she had done, how selfish she had been, she began to think, if she hadn't refused to fulfill the purpose for which God had made her, if only she had given her fruit to Eve when she was hungry, perhaps things would have been different. Perhaps Adam and Eve would not have eaten the forbidden fruit. But when they did, they displeased God so much with their disobedience that he sent them away from the beautiful garden. When Onionetta realized what she had done, she began to cry. For tears came into being on that sad day. She cried because she'd not used God's special gifts to her. She should have shared her fruit, her fragrance, and her beauty. She cried for the man and the woman who could no longer live in the beautiful garden. She cried so hard that her beautiful fruit and flowers fell to the ground and were washed away in a flood of tears. She cried so hard that her fragrant smell became an unpleasant odor. Eventually... She cried so hard that she shrank away from the sunlight into the ground, softened by her tears. There she would surely, sadly remain because of her selfishness. However, God saw her sorrow for what she'd done, and because of the love and grace he's willing to give to all he's created— he gave her a second purpose to fulfill. This is how it happened. When spring came on earth and all the growing things were beginning again, in the spot near the center of the garden where Onionetta had been, three green sprouts began to show above the ground. Beneath the ground lay a round, white, edible root that would become known as an onion a vegetable that would be used and enjoy in many ways as food all over God's world. She no longer had her beautiful appearance or her pleasant fragrance, but she did have the gift of a new God-given purpose in his creation. And so, to this very day, whenever a human being cuts into an onion— you may see them overcome with tears. And for those of us who know the story of Onionetta, this reminds us that we each have a purpose to fulfill in God's world. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. The first part of this story I just read that told about God's creation of the earth is a true story. Only when Onionetta came into the picture did we move into the realm of my imagination. Now I would like to share with you the story of creation as recorded in the New Living Translation of the Bible in the first chapter of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. 
and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that's what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation. All sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the day shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and everything that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed. And morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that's what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image, to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, 
the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Thank you so much for joining me in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner today. It has been such a joy to share my story of Onionetta and God's story of creation with you. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me and that you'll join me again. Remember, all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all.